Hey everybody out there, welcome back to another episode of the American Buy Guy Podcast. It's your boy here, the American Buy Guy, and this week I'm truly excited because I want to talk about attraction versus knowing that you're bisexual. A lot of people use that term as being bicurious and never truly understand it, or they never truly kind of have an identity. And I was thinking of what to call this episode and I came up with lions tigers and buys couple reasons why I named it that specifically amongst the COVID-19 pandemic we're all living with and dealing with right now um the tiger king a series a documentary on Netflix which everyone's been talking about uh, the real housewives of Atlanta reunion is right now being aired and bisexuality comes up here and there in both of those series. So I really want to dig into attraction versus being bi-curious as well as bi-romantic or even just being bisexual. So let's dig into it. So the first thing I want to talk about is the perception of bisexuality as far as the American view on it. Lots of countries, lots of people may be listening to this all over the world. However, here in America, bisexuality is something that is not really talked about. It's not given much of a platform. And it's something that people hide. People are afraid to identify or it's kind of a phase that people go through. And that needs to change because all throughout history people have been bisexual and still are very well today and they're still hiding it and here in america if you are a woman you can be attracted to other women you can make out with other women hell your boyfriend or your husband or just some guy may even talk about how hard it is for you to be with another woman Nothing new there as far as women having the freedom to really explore their sexuality with other women and not be judged like men are for expressing just the slightest bit of same-sex attraction or interest because men are ostracized, isolated, some cases humiliated for having a total, partial, or just the slightest bit of interest sexually or romantically in another man. Now, I do want to highlight that that same standard is somehow flipped around where men are given the freedom here in America to sleep around with women casually, as frequently as they want without being slut-shamed. However, women are very much slut-shamed. They are ridiculed, called dirty, required to step down from Congress deemed an unfit girlfriend, spouse, or say she belongs to the street for expressing her sexual freedom with men, but not when they explore with women. So the American view on sexuality, especially bisexuality, needs a definite change. So the first thing I want to talk about is how do you know if you're bisexual versus just attracted to somebody? Well, ask yourself. Am I mostly attracted to the same sex or opposite sex? And if you say you're attracted to both, I advise anyone to think critically about 
what percentage would they fall? Would they fall on the 50-50 spectrum or 60-40 or 80-20 in their attraction between the two sexes of men and women? And then the next question our petition want to ask themselves is, is it only that person that you are attracted to or are you also attracted to other members of the same sex? Now, if you're only attracted to that one person, that one person may just be someone you're attracted to. Doesn't mean you have to hop in the bed with them. Doesn't mean that you're interested in being bisexual or that you are anything other than how you choose to identify. However, if you find that you are also attracted to other members of the same sex and not just that one individual, then there is a slight chance there that you may be bisexual on some sort of spectrum. What that spectrum looks like, I can't tell you. I like to say that that's your bi formula. And your bi formula may be hell, it may be 90 10, it may be 60 40, like I said, it may be 80 20. It's your right to self identify. And if you do want to figure out whether you really are bisexual, think is it just a sexual attraction? Is it just somebody that you enjoy talking to, somebody you can confide in and be vulnerable and open your feelings or emotions with? So many people here in America, especially men, don't have the space to express their deepest thoughts, attractions. Uh, I remember one individual told me, he said, I love talking to you, man. You're a pretty cool guy. He said, I talked to my wife one day. I told her that I just want to take off this whole thug mentality, you know, like this whole image, if you will. I just want to like just take it all off. And I just want to lay here and just, you know, hold you and talk to you. And he told me, he was, he was very, I could see the heartbreak in his eyes. He said, you know what my wife told me? She called me a bitch. And she said that he was weak and a bitch. And he looked at her and he, he said, why? Because I'm telling you that I'm vulnerable and I just want to be vulnerable with you and be open. I just want to take off this whole exterior. And it's not that I'm saying that this man is bisexual or hiding. He never expressed any sexual interest in me. I, mean, I had my suspicions that he was possibly on some scale on the B team. However, nothing was ever pursued. And I just took him for his friendship and the conversation and the free space to just be who he is. Very different from being attracted to somebody and then being bisexual or bicurious as some like to call it. And I will tell you the difference. When you're just attracted to somebody, you'll do things like your pupils will dilate. You'll sometimes entertain their jokes a little bit more. You'll find that you may, you know, just really enjoy that person's company. And you don't have a sexual interest in that person. You just really enjoy the, having that person around. And a lot of times, a lot of gay men will develop these friendships with men that may be attracted to them who identify as straight. And the gay man wants to take it to the next level. He's like, hey, baby, you know, you like it. Let's get it on. And you have the, and then you have the friend getting back into a corner because 
they express, hey, you know, we're friends. You know, I really enjoy being your friend. You're my pal. Just like being a homie. But now they've put themselves into a place where they have to explain how they not only enjoy the friendship. And yes, there may be some sort of attraction there. But it's not to a degree where they want to jump in bed with their gay friend. No, that friend may actually have a physical and sexual attraction to you. You may very well be within their 1% or 2% or whatever they identify. However, there is a big area of concern where they maybe have never ever been attracted to someone of the same sex like they are to this person and they may very well be afraid even if they want to they may say things like i go gay for you but they may never pursue it they may really truly be curious about what it would be like however it is their right to pursue it or explore or to not do anything with it at all just leave it alone and never take the relationship into anything physical or sexual but just leave it as a platonic friendship however deep it may be for example you have max and nev from the mtv show catfish who have undeniable on-screen chemistry people think these guys are gay others call it a bromance and i can't say whether they actually have crossed that line or not but they obviously have a very deep bond between men or moving into the black community you have a show called black mirror on netflix where they have an episode called striking vipers where two black men of a very long time play video games and end up having a, an affair with one another crossing that line it's very clear that they are very good friends and and they have chemistry and history and in the show it's sort of revealed or it is revealed through a video game because they can't actually say how they feel in person where they end up making out and they end up being intimate um, but they are straight men one is married and the other is a bit of a player and there is never any indication that these two men have any other attraction to any other male at all they both appear to be interested in women one interested in his wife and the other is dating girl after girl and the show i think purposely was trying to highlight that sometimes attraction can be very strong and lead you into another direction where are thinking or rethinking your attraction to the opposite and the same sex and i think that it's very important to state that sometimes you can be just attracted to somebody doesn't always mean that it leads into something sexual like on that episode of striking vipers um, but sometimes it does where people do find themselves wanting to experiment or they are curious about the sexual piece but it does not always happen where they have that experimental phase of wanting to be with someone of the same sex or 
curiosity of what it would be like. It's fine to be curious about things. Like, I'm curious about how, I don't know, asparagus grow or apples or something like that. It's fun to have that curiosity, but it doesn't mean that I want to go and start growing them. And I think that when it comes to sexuality, sometimes that is the key to whether you are realizing that you just have a curiosity or a detraction about the subject matter or if you really are bisexual. Now, I think it's very important at this point to note that attraction is not always physical. Like my friend earlier who really opened up to me, he just really enjoyed opening and having that free space. Men can have that with each other and sometimes it does happen with a gay man where a straight man has really uh, become um, friends and opens up to a gay man. It could be very confusing for the gay man, but and there may be some bond, some attraction there by the straight man to the bi or gay man on a physical and emotional level. Now there is a term I like to call being biromantic. And when someone is biromantic, that does not always mean that that individual still wants to jump into bed with that person of the same sex. I've had many, many, many situations where individuals who were straight fell in love with me, never jumped into bed with them, never kissed them, never dropped trial or did anything sexual with them. But it was very clear to me that they had fallen in love with me and that they were attracted to me physically, but also mentally. And they were bi-romantic. I don't know if they've ever fallen in love with another man before, but I know that it was definitely there because something that I would do that I didn't realize I was doing was I'd sometimes, I was always one to bring people together, love bringing people together. And I'd have one straight friend and another straight friend and I'd have them meet me at a bar, I'd have them meet me somewhere. And my bond with them was genuine and it were just strictly platonic friends. But when they'd get around each other, they would become like two women fighting over men. And it was crazy because they were both straight, heterosexual, I mean, masculine men that you would never really expect anything other than to be, than to be that. And one would leave and get up from the table and go to the bathroom or something or leave the room. And, the, and one would say, I don't like that guy. And I'd look at them and I'd say, what do you mean you don't like him? I'd say, I don't like him. I, I, I don't know why you're friends with him. I, he, he's just a bad person. I'd say, you know, I'm not friends with bad people. You know, I like to keep good people around me. So if you're around me, you are obviously a person of good caliber. And that same one would, you know, eventually leave the room and the other one would come back. And as soon as the other one would come back, he would say, you know what? F that guy. He's an asshole. And I'm like, what do you mean he's an asshole? He's like, yeah, I don't like him. And they're both sitting there telling me that they don't like each other while I'm sitting there in the middle. And I knew that the real reason that they didn't like each other was because <laughs> they had a bond with me. And even like I said, there was nothing sexual there. They were in love with me and they didn't appreciate me having somebody else around them that they felt as though they had to compete for my attention. Or they felt as though that the other's bond might be just as deep than the one that I had with them.
And so these men were attracted to me, whether it be physical and or on a biromantic scale, but they did not jump in the bed with me, nor did I ever present the opportunity for them to do so. And this is where it crosses the line from attraction to being bisexual. Now I've seen this many, many times in college and outside of college where an individual will come up to me, whether it be in the store, the gym, or wherever, and they seek my friendship, they would really try to become my friend, and they would do everything to get my attention. See, over the years, I've become really adept at deflecting men who are, I don't want to use the term download, but are bisexual on a low-key level. And I became adept at deflecting low-key bisexual men because I've been dealing with it my whole life. I remember being in fourth grade and having a serious crush on a particular girl, having zero interest in men or guys at that, at that age. And I remember I had this one friend who we'd always play ball together. We would always, you know, like just hang out on the playground and we'd talk about the girls that we had crushes on in class and we would just be kids and just be cool with one another. And he had a girlfriend, I remember. And I don't think I did at the time. Um, I was a lot more shy, but um, he was someone that I confided in. And it progressed to one day, I remember that he wanted to wrestle, like play Power Rangers or something. I was like, okay, we're no big deal. And uh, we did that a couple times, we, you know, play fight. And I remember one day we were in line and he was behind me. And he, I was like, all right, man, you know, we, we got to stop playing. You know, we're going to get in trouble. He kicked my butt. And I kind of was like, what the heck? And I laughed it off, you know, like, whatever, man, chill out. You know, and then he did it again. And I was like, yo, you got to chill out with that, man. And then he did it a third time. And at that point, I knew something was wrong where this individual was supposed to be my friend and I told him I didn't want him kicking my butt and I kind of to this day still don't like people touching my butt it kind of freaks me out um but he kicked me a third time on my butt and he kind of giggled and laughed it off and I looked at him and said, like something to the effect of what the hell is wrong with you and I remember he wanted to play a game not too much soon after that on the playground. And I told him, I said, yo, man, I'm not, I'm not playing with you anymore. And he said, well, why not? And I proceeded to tell him something like, you take it too far. Like, I don't want to play with you. And he got mad. And I remember back then I was always getting in trouble in school. <laughs> I got mad and he wanted to fight. And I thought it was no big deal. I was like, fine, let's fight. And we would put our chest up against each other. And I fought so much in elementary school that I was pretty skilled at fighting. I'm not bragging about it, but I knew what I was doing. And I knew that you weren't supposed to put your chest up against the other kid for too long. But this individual would do it for prolonged periods of time. And he was, like I said, much taller than me. 
And I remember he would get so close to me that I could smell his cheap cologne. It kind of smelled like water, some sort of aqua style cologne. I can still smell it till this day. And I remember getting to a point where I didn't want to fight with him because I didn't want to fight him because I felt like that was his opportunity to grope me or touch me inappropriately and not just fight. So it became where we became enemies. And I remember uh, saying something to the effect of, you're gay. And I didn't know what the term bi was. And he was like, no, I'm not, blah, blah, blah. And um, his mom had came on a chaperone trip one time. And I really wanted to um, tell his mom that your son has a girlfriend and we used to be friends, but we're no longer friends anymore because he can't stop touching my ass pretty much. And I remember every time he would get on the bus uh, for field trips when his mom would be there, he would look at me, he would just kind of glare. And I didn't know what to do or say, uh, but I didn't say anything to his mom. I, I couldn't bring myself to say that, but I did know that there was something that this kid was going through with his identity at a very early age. And I did tell my mother who I opened up to and told what was going on. And she had me transferred, I believe out of his class or something to the effect where the following year, he and I was no longer in the same class. So I've been dealing with this since grade school. And I want everyone to know that I believe that you can be born gay, that people are born gay, just like you're born straight. And I believe that people are also born bisexual, just like you're born liking carrots or watermelon or strawberries or something like that. It's who you are. And on part two of Lions, Tigers, and Bies, I'm gonna be sharing with you how I figured out that I am bisexual through my middle school and high school and subsequently college years. And it's those college years that really solidified uh, my understanding of who I am by talking to different people who gave me their stories. I will share what I can without ever revealing anyone's identity uh, because the stories truly helped me and I found a lot of commonality as well as trends uh, and questions that were answered or helped me to come to terms with who I am and understanding bisexuality as an identity.